This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Hi, everybody. Dimity here. Before we start today's show, I want to apologize for a remark that I made on a previous show about... Um, clapping with your, like I call it goalpost clapping. It was brought to my attention by a couple of mother runners that that is actually how deaf people clap. And that's the sign in the ASL for clapping. And um, I hope that you know that my remarks were not meant um, to be mean or that kind of thing. I just didn't know. So I apologize if I offended you. And um, I now know what that means. And, and when it's appropriate, I will join in as well. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I am delighted to be joined by two co-hosts. Um, you can take a guess who the first one is. That'd be, that'd be Dimity. <laughs> <laughs> and then then the other one is Amanda Loudon. So hello, Dimity and Amanda. Hi. This feels like Hi, a party with three of us. I know. I know, right? <laughs> On this third day, a oh, fourth day, fourth? fourth day of 2017. Isn't it funny how quickly we stop saying Happy New Year? It's like... Oh, so it's I, like a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Like I feel like it's over. Oh, All right, that, oh I said year. I said Happy New Year too. I when I was running this morning, I saw our mail carrier who does a lot for another mother runner in our store. So I yelled out uh, Happy New Year to her. Um, well, there you go. You're keeping the spirit going. I am. Yes. I, I'm milking it for all it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did everybody have a nice holiday break? Or you're still you're still in it, Tim? Right. Oh, yes. Don't tell me. We're looking to a for a snowstorm in the next couple of days. And yeah, they could go back to school on Monday. So not that I'm counting, but they had 12 days off of school. And then, you know, you add in the weekends and it gets close to 16 or 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's long. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, and with our two um, snow days, which Amanda, you and I bonded over Twitter about how many snow days I've had uh, here in Portland. And um, I think we were off for 19 days total, including oh, weekends. Oh, all right. All right. And I mean, that's that a long time. I, I, I honestly, I was like, so kids, do you like remember your schedule? Do you know how to like switch from class to class? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm not going to complain because I always talk about how uh, my school system has the longest school year of of the country Uh because we add on all of our snow days at the end and this, that, and the other. However, I will say that we only had one week off for the holidays. So um, Wow. One week? When did they have it? They were just the week in between Christmas and New Year's. So they were back on on Monday. They were back in school. Wait, but they they didn't even have the 23rd off? Nope. Nope. Wow. That is, that is, yeah. That'll be the public service campaign that we all do. <laughs> Other runners, move to Maryland. Right, right. <laughs> Although our governor just uh, passed an executive order that they don't go back to school until after Labor Day next year. So you might reconsider. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a Minnesota schedule, too. It's just something about, I don't mind. I mean, you know, I, two weeks off is, is pretty normal. It's just that this week now, this just feels like dead weight, right? Because there's nothing to look forward to. The gifts 
gifts are, well, I mean, the gifts kind of go old, what, they go stale after like two or three days usually, you know? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they're, they're home right now and I'm like, they're like, well, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, my mom gave them all, all of her grandkids ukuleles. I'm like, go play your ukuleles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, you don't have anything to do. It's just as weak as it's dead weight, right? That, that, that's my biggest issue. Is yeah. that Although then I, there's freedom to do stuff because sometimes I feel it's kind of, you know, on the 26th, was it okay to call for play dates, you know, or is that still like family time? Oh, and, sure, sure. You know, and on the first, can you, you know, how early is too called too early to call for a play date? And so at least this to me seems like, hey, let's go to the museum. Let's go to a, you know, have someone else sure. take them. But um, <laughs> while we work, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dim, so I've been dying to ask how, how did the trampoline go over? Oh, so good. Thank you for asking. It was, he was very surprised. It was funny though, because I was rapping and um, the gifts on, you know, Christmas Eve. And, uh, and I am like, how am I going to present this trampoline to him? Like, we're not the kind of family, like where the dad stays up until 2am, like putting the dollhouse together, you know, so that's a magical <laughs> Christmas morning. So, um, so the, you know, the two large boxes are sitting at my friend's, you know, garage nearby. Um, and I'm like, well, how do I do this? You know? And so I was at Target again on the 24th. I did a really I just did not plan very well this year. And uh, I mean, I was like, <laughs> just just know that like on the 23rd and 24th, you generally don't want to be shopping. And I know that, but I just went right into the, the belly of the beast. Yeah. But anyway, I'm walking around on the 24th and Target. I'm like, how am I going to? So I'm like, oh, I go, I was going to walk over to the like athletic aisle and see if there was like uh, some kind of maybe a jump rope or something for jumping. And I was walking by the game aisle and mm-hmm. there is a like a solitaire kind of game called Jump and Think. And it's like mm. a peg game that's, a, you know, it's for one person. And um, it was like six bucks. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> so, you know, I make this whole deal on, on Christmas morning. I'm like, so Ben, this is your big gift. And, you know, I don't want to hear complaints about it. This is your big gift. You know, like this is, you know, dad and I really thought hard about it, you know, kind of building it up. Mm-hmm. And he opened it up and he's like, you know, so he knew not to be like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like, mom, this is what I asked for. And I'm like, jump and think, jump and think. And, and Grant was like, jump, jump, jump and think <laughs> so yeah so it went over well so and the good news is is that we've got it set up mm-hmm. and it's just awesome like they are out i mean it sounds so dumb but they're outside moving you know like and and i know that mm-hmm. you, know, you tend to look on your oh, yeah. own past with like oh i never watched tv i never you know i was always out in the woods playing laura ingles wilder or whatever you know <laughs> like here my kids all they do is sit in front of screens you know but it's just like nice, you know, because we don't live, you know, I live in the country and like we have a backyard, but, you know, I feel like the, the cool backyards have like zip lines and those, you know, things, what are they called when you walk like the tight ropes that are, that's all the rage. Slack lines. Are they not the rage where you guys live? The what is it? Have you heard of slack lines? Oh, yeah, of course, slack lines. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. John is, uh, his best guy friend has just an amazing backyard that's very long, which is rarity in Portland. And um, he has a slack line, and they make this whole obstacle course. They make kind of a American Ninja yeah. Warrior type thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's not my fun. children. So <laughs> so anyway, so yes. So it went over well. So thank you. What about you guys? What what were the hits of your, uh, your, um, your various children offspring gifts? Yeah, we had um, our our big thing was so 
Uh, Phoebe, um, God bless her, wraps all the gifts. And I'm convinced that's a genetic trait because I wrapped all of my family's gifts. Like my mom would give me all the gifts to wrap and my dad would, you know, the ones he got for my mom. And so Phoebe totally stepped in and she takes over that role. And so... um, we, I, but to, to do that, I had to, you know, put all the gifts in like piles, like, okay, here's the dad pile, here's the Daphne pile, here's the John pile, the whole thing. And so we did that. And that was, I guess, on the 22nd, maybe. And she's like, Mom, you're not getting anything for Daphne. Oh, my gosh, you haven't gotten anything for her. And I had been so convinced that I had been buying Daphne so much that um, I, I really felt I overcompensated. And like I was thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't get John anything. And so then instead, John has this honking pile and Daphne has nothing. So Phoebe and I actually went shopping on the 23rd and had the best time. It ended up being, to me, the high point of the holidays. We spent five hours together going to all these different parts of town, which usually I kind of stay within my own little northeast zone. And well, we had lunch together and just we just had a really, really great time. And so... And, but we were both on the hunt, like, what does Daphne want? What would Daphne want? And so then we like swung too far that direction and then bought Daphne too much. And so then what it is, is believe it or not, my sixth grade twins still believe in S-A-N-T-A. Um, I, I should have put in a warning in case kids were listening, like not my kids, but other people's kids. Right. <laughs> so, so they, um, so they, uh, we put every day Daphne would say what oh do we have new gifts under the tree thinking that like maybe presents for my brother and his wife or you know her Jack's parents or something would have shown up and I would put them under the tree even though that's not my MO to do that but so um so but we did once Phoebe started wrapping presents that were not from Santa she would put them under the tree and so then John mentioned how many Daphne had because (laughs) because John really really believes in Santa like he talks a lot about Santa and uh, or he does during the holidays, not during the rest of the year. And, um, and so, just just to get that clear. And so um, so he the night before on so on Christmas Eve he was just beside himself, being so upset that Daphne had gotten so much. And and then his theory was, I was like, John, just wait until tomorrow. Just wait until tomorrow. And he, his theory was was that Santa would get the same number for everybody. So therefore, any disparity that existed on Christmas Eve would still be in existence on the on Christmas Day. I'm like, oh, kid, you're overthinking this whole thing. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, so um, oh, and then yeah, so Jack ended up coming through. He he bought um, John an Xbox without telling me. So oh, yeah, wow, yeah, it is coming through. Yeah, and um, and John knew that he was getting an Xbox. They bought it together. And, um, and oh, it turns out there's this whole thing, like we have a Wii and it turns out like they don't really make games for Wii anymore or something. And so that it's sort yeah. of, if you don't, I don't know any of this, if you don't have an Xbox or what's, or PlayStation, is that the other one? I think. Yes. Yeah. I so if else. you don't, if you don't have one of those, you're kind of SOL. And so anyway, so he got an Xbox and I got to say then the, um, that really kept the twins very happy together and another high point of the holidays was that um and i will stop talking eventually that um that the twins would be down here in the basement playing on xbox and then one of them would start singing just a random song like a sia song or something from shrek or uh, you know something from little shop of horrors anything and the other one would totally join in 
And I'm not sure they even knew they were doing it. So it'd be, you know, and then John's like, suddenly Seymour. And Daphne would just start belting it out. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. So um, so now looking back on it, it was very pleasant. But um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, always great when they're doing something together like that. Right. Right. Yes. So, um, so Amanda, how was the, the true holidays for you? Um, so we, you know, I'll start with the easy part, the presents mm-hmm. part first. Mm-hmm. Um, we, um, I, I, my son, um, who is almost 16 now for the second year in a row, all he has asked for is that we give to charity, which oh, I mean, I, gosh. you know, it, yeah, it's wonderful. It has I, nothing I did right there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's just him. Um, uh, but I will say that as, as his mom, it, it's kind of hard because I mean, I, I, I love that he's doing it, but I miss buying for him. You know, I miss like thinking about things he might want. And, and he goes very hard line. He does not want He doesn't want any anything? Presents. Wow. Yeah, that's he, amazing. He just, he, he's extremely dig his heels in. And um, so the only thing I did was put some candy in a stocking for him. You know, I figured wow. he can't protest that one. But um, but then the, the bigger debate was my daughter. She, um, the only thing my daughter wanted this year was um, a phone. Oh, um, yeah. And she, she is one of the onlys. I, I totally admit that. But I don't think that's a justification for giving someone something I never mm-hmm. never have you know as a parent that's that's not the way to go and um and it, but my husband was kind of thinking oh she should go ahead and have one and so it, it was difficult and so at the end of the day the compromise was um a kindle fire um mm-hmm. so you know because she she is a voracious reader and that, that was one of the reasons I didn't want her to have a phone because I didn't want it to be this big distraction and everything sure. and so so she's got the Kindle Fire. She can text with her friends, um, but she's, you know, she's got to be Wi-Fi connected and this, that, and the other. I don't let her take it to school um, because that's that's another thing that about the phones is that our school system allows middle schoolers to have them out at lunchtime, and mm-hmm. it just makes me cringe. I don't, I don't want that at all. Um, so that that's where we were. So it was it was a bit of a debate, and that seemed to be our compromise. And so far, so good. It's 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 worked out pretty well. I haven't really had any big battles with her. You know, getting her nose out of it and and she does use it mostly for reading at this point but oh. but can text with her friends you know so um i guess that that worked out so far so far we're not that far into the new year so <laughs> give it time give it time <laughs> yeah 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 we'll see we'll see yeah. um and then and then the big damper um that that both of you already know and and that i will share is that um i lost my dad a couple of days ago and um, he'd, he'd had dementia for um, the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we, we knew um, we, he, he took a big nosedive in November and we knew um, he got moved to hospice on Christmas Eve. And mm. uh, so going, going to Ohio, we went there in Ohio. We went to Ohio last week to be able to spend some time with him. And we knew it was, you know, probably our, our, our last chance to, to be with him and everything. So it mm-hmm. was, um, it was poignant and it was, you know, emotional. And, um, but we, we had some good visits and I, I truly feel that even in the midst of, of very late stage dementia, he, he knew I was there and, Mm -hmm. um, that felt good. I feel like I was able to connect with him a little bit right before, you know, right before the end. And so, um, no, no question. It's been, yeah, Yeah. thank you. It's, it's been, you know, no, no fans or buts very, very tough, but, um, but I am really comforted by the time we spent with him and, 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 you know, by my faith, which tells me he's, he's in a really good place now. And, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's good because he, he wasn't how he would have wanted to be at the mm-hmm. end. So mm-hmm. yeah. that, that gotta, I mean, that's, I have not had a, a relative with dementia yet. Um, and that, 
that's one of the scariest ones, <laughs> I have to say, you know, because yeah. um, it just feels like, I mean, my dad had a- a- ALS before he died. And, oh. uh, and yeah. having that, like having either losing your body or your mind, you know, like just yeah. not having one is just, but the mind I have to say is, well, they're, they're both really hard. Right. And yeah. I just can't yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. always having to, um, it's just exhausting. I just think of it as exhausting. And so, um, both for him and for his caregivers, right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not fun on either side. So yeah. Yeah. You know, at least there's it some was, peace in that yeah. respect. It, it was interesting with my dad because he, he was just a super good natured guy and mm. He really stayed true to that till the end. It oh. was really interesting. You know, he was he was he was happy. You know. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it, it was a gift. It was you know that, that even till the end you could see his personality in there, and and, yeah. and it was a, you know, it, it was it was he was a happy person. So oh, yeah. that's good. That's good. And yeah. and is your mother still living? She is. She is. How is um, she, and this she is, doing? She's okay. This is going to be really tough with for her because those two were attached at the hip, um, mm-hmm. just absolutely attached to the hip. They did nothing without the other. Mm-hmm. So um, this is going to be really tough for her. But my brother lives very close by, um, oh, so that that's really good. So yeah. yeah How help. old is your mom, Amanda? Um, she's eighty-one, and my dad was eighty-two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is she in good health? She's not, um, but um, and I'd kind of like to see her in assisted living at this point. But um, she has some caregivers who come in and take care of her throughout the week, and um, you know that's that's got to be her call. Um, mm-hmm. She's completely of sound mind, and um, mm-hmm. you know, she's a strong lady mentally. So you know, that's I that's that's up to her how she wants to play it from here. So we'll see. So in oh, he, I hear in, I hear echoes of Sarah's situation yeah. very <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, completely. Strong, yeah. female. Yeah. Although know, my my mom's in uh, well, my mom's my mom's 90. Wow, 90. Yeah. Yeah, and, and my dad's 90 as well and he's okay. um, in a wheelchair basically now and um I mean he can get up and um somewhat move on his own volition into a chair if you watch if you're very attentive. But um, yeah, but they're still in their home. So at least your dad, though. So he, except for the hospice, he was at his own house almost he until was the end. Almost until till the early November, mm-hmm. um, and he, he took some big nose dives there and and had to be moved into um, nursing mm-hmm. home facilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then just the last week in hospice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It that is very. My dad has been in and out of. Um, Re, we call them rehab facilities. I don't know um, what the true term of them may be, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah so, definitely. but that's that's really nice that you all got to spend time together and that you saw his yeah. light shine through. That's nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, so let's um, without making light of that, let's let's um, move on to the to the meat of the show. Uh, given that today is our first podcast of the new year, and we suspect listeners are either thinking about resolutions. I know that word is sometimes uh, verboten around AMR parts, or, or have been planning their race calendar for the year. We want to talk about motivation, um, how to bolster it, and how to keep it flowing throughout the year. No guest. Um, uh, I don't want to say just, um, it is Coach Amanda and uh, Dimity w- uh, and me. We'll be talking about it. So, <laughs> so uh, we're the just experts. Us. We're the experts. <laughs> we are actually, the three of us are, are calling a lot onto um, uh, research and interviews that we've done over the many years as uh, freelance writers. So, um, so we have talked so it's to us in our, in all, in our various, you know, really deep knowledge. Yes, our compendium yeah. of Mostly knowledge. I can't yeah. remember what day it is, let alone what we're right. having for dinner. But, you know, but we got a lot. We got a lot. Right, right, right. right. So we will talk motivation after this quick break. 
All right. Motivation, ladies. Um, so I don't know. Like, do you all struggle with it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I go off and on, right? I mean, I go in waves when I, uh, and I think this is pretty typical is I get fired up for something, you know, an event like I'm right now, I'm feeling very fired up for the steamboat half Ironman in June because I haven't started, right? I haven't started my training and the first couple of weeks I'm going to be like, yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, say I'm training for like, let's just for an easy, you know, say five months, five um, months of focus training, mm-hmm. you know, the first six weeks I'm on, you know, it's that middle block that is so hard. And then the last six weeks, you can kind of see the end of the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like pregnancy. And, um, yeah. and then yeah. I, and then I, then I don't you know, want to months it. five and six, it's like, oh, enough, enough. Yeah. And then I don't want to be on a training plan anymore. And that's where I am right now, you know, kind of healing an injury and, um, and not on a training plan. And that's, it's both good and bad. It's 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 good because it's kind of liberating that you don't have this piece of paper or a box in Training Peaks, you know, mm-hmm. telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a piece of paper or a box in Training Peaks telling <laughs> right. you what to do, and you go into the gym and you're like, okay, well, what do I want to do today? You know, and that's that's sometimes hard to motivate when when you don't have um, a purpose or a plan. What about you guys? Yeah, Amanda, I think you were gonna. Have you made your decision yet about Boston? I, oh, I'm still teetering. I'm giving myself one more week. Um, <laughs> you keep buying so, yourself more time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I am my, my running is, I think I'm going to be able to get myself up to speed enough that, that I can manage it. And, um, I think I'm going to be on track for that. Um, so, so I can mm-hmm. now do I want, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is really, the, the, that's the end of the day. That's the question. I just, I don't, and my friends are making fun of me because I am the, I'm like the, the, the killjoy in the group about it because I'm just not that excited. And you're just not into running it this year. You're no, I'm into running. running, but not running Boston so much. Yeah. Just, not, just, just not running a marathon. I mean, I just, I don't yeah. have a lot of enthusiasm left over for marathons. This is definitely, if I do it, this is the last hurrah, I think for me with marathons. Um, oh. So, um, yeah, so that, I, so I don't know. I don't have an answer for you yet to ask me in a week, <laughs> but, um, um, you know, they, as de- far as- they debuted the jacket. So the, uh, I forget what they call it. The celebration jacket. That's what they call oh, it. What, and, co- what colors do we have this year? So I got to say the women's jacket. I don't like the accent color, but overall they are sharp looking jackets. They're royal blue with white. And then the men's have a darker blue accent and the women have what look like band-aids on their shoulders uh, <laughs> although did you read the comments below this? so because you posted on instagram sarah yeah. and i read some comments and someone said that they got hers today and it's more of a coral color she said it's quite nice oh huh yeah well because my but but my friend michael had um sent me who sent me those pictures he saw them in a store in boston he was the one who said in person he thought it looked like a band-aid Oh, because uh, they also have that perforation kind of like kind of yes, pine band aids yeah, too. Like little, yeah. <laughs> but okay. but color wise, other than that, because I would just personally buy, given my size, I would just buy the men's if I was going because I I just anyway. But that, there's better. motivation, yeah. a jacket, don't a you jacket. think? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. No, there is like there's a whole there there are a lot of reasons to do it, and um and I should I should like I I feel obnoxious talking this way i really do but no you shouldn't i mean but you know what like i you know you got to listen to your heart right and you know you know intimately that a marathon is not even if 
you know, you qualified for Boston, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's never easy. It's never a gimme. Like the marathon is never, you know, and especially all the training for it. That's, right. I mean, I, you know, I think you need to honor your your feelings, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying give it enough thought that you go in with a decision yeah. that you feel yeah. confident about either way. What about yeah. you, Sarah? Yeah. How, how's your motivation these days? S- steady, Sarah. <laughs> steady, Sal. <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> um, I have not been training for a race since that 10K back in Jul- early July. And, you know, I'm just a chucklehead. I just really enjoy being outside, being with Molly, finding change, um, feeling alive. Um, so um, I'm, I'm just steady Sal. That's me. You are. You are. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one yeah. thing, so I, I, what I did, um, because I was like, oh, I love, you know, I feel like I've written about this quite a bit. I've written quite a few new year, new you articles for runner's world back in the day and, and similar ones. And, um, so I just kind of went through some of my notes and then also just, um, things that I remember over time. Mm-hmm. And, um, Gretchen Rubin is, you know, she's the ha- quote unquote happiness expert, mm-hmm. right? And you right. either like love her or maybe, you know, um, maybe it's just, maybe she isn't your cup of tea, but I think that she has some smart things to say. And, and one of the quotes when I came across, when I was just kind of doing some research, she said, you know, she always gets this question, if I want to be happier, what should I be doing? And she always says, the first thing you need to do is make sure you're getting plenty of sleep and exercise. And I think motivation stems a lot from being happy and content in your life, you know? And so if you, you know, are constantly um, stressed or, uh, I mean, it's happy, such a loaded term that it's hard to unpack that a little bit. But I mean, I just think that, you know, when you're feeling balanced, it's easier to do the, to take care of yourself in the right way. Right. And Mm -hmm. the way that you get to that balanced state and, and get to a place where you feel motivated to go after a goal or, you know, sign up for a race is to make sure that you are sleeping well and are getting the blood flowing through your body exercise. Mm -hmm. I mean, those two things, you know, it's so funny because we research and we research and we have electronics to tell us what to do. And it comes back to, you know, two things that people were doing a thousand years ago, which is sleeping and and eating or uh, exercising and eating well. Um, So, so we just wanted to go through, um, some of these tips and, and, and just talk about them, mm-hmm. um, knowing that, so exer- first of all, we're going to focus on the exercise, but then I just want to touch on sleep a little bit at the end, because I know that that can be really tough for, um, for mother runners. So yeah. one of the, the, the things that I think is important or we think is important is setting big targets or goals for the year. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think having two a year is, is plenty, right? Whether that's one fall, one in the fall, one in the spring, um, to race distances, do maybe doing a half and a full or two different kinds of races, maybe doing a triathlon and a half marathon. You know, obviously if you're a 50 stater or you want to do a race a month or something like that, you're in a different situation. But I mean, not, not overloading yourself so much that you're like, I've got to do this, 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 and this in 2017, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's just too yeah. many you're setting yourself up for failure, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, yeah. I think we all have far too many items on our to-do list. And to add a specific workout every single day of the year or, you know, that, that, that you're always having to be checking off some box for your fitness is just, it's overwhelming, I think. 
No, I agree. And I, I don't think it's the path to longevity in the sport either, you know, because you're going to suck the joy out of it. And, uh, you know, it just becomes this big chore. And, and you know, a year from now, <laughs> you might not even want to look at it, you know, or consider it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I like th- I like you saying, Dim, that it's two things because now I'm like, oh, that's awesome because I did two races in 2016. And instead of feeling like, oh, I only did two races. Now I'm like, whoa, Dimity would think right. she should do two races. There were different distances. I'm I get a gold star. <laughs> well, and a lot of it is, is your personal preference. I mean, they're, they're, you know, but I, I feel like that, that's, that's a good starting spot, you know? And if that is all that feels good, perfect. You know, if you want to throw one more in, you know, great, but there's no, and that's not to say that you only do two races in the year. Like you can do five K's or whatever, throw, sprinkle some other things in, but I just think, you know, t- making 2017 the year that I'm going to do a half Ironman and then I'm going to qualify for Boston. Like, ouch, like, <laughs> ouch, you're setting yourself up for burnout or injury or both, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, and uh, I think um, one of the other things I think is really important, and, and you guys talk about this too, you know, whether you, whether you think it's important, but is writing it down and not writing it down on your phone, putting it in a note somewhere that it's going to go somewhere, you know, that, that it gets lost among your apps and everything <laughs> or in your computer um, it's not saying you can't put them there too, but taking the pen to paper and saying in 2017, I will do these two things, you know? And um, I just think there's something kind of magical about that and and really old school about that. And maybe that's why I think it's magical is because it's what we used to do, right? I mean, are you guys pen to paper kind of people? <laughs> yeah, I love that though. I love that too, that, that, old, that old concrete... Um, physical act of writing you know yeah yeah what about you sarah you're laughing so i'm guessing I'm th- no. no i'm thinking i should needle point it you know i'm looking oh there you go <laughs> looking for a needlepoint project so <laughs> there you go. Um, you'll have it done by the end of the year yeah um no um i i am i am uh not a huge writer down of things although i did um uh wrap up a, a new notebook for me to use uh under the tree so there there is that um I'm uh, more lately. My thing is to um, think about things as I look out the window at a pretty like sunset or a a tree that's blowing in the wind or something. So how about that? That I actually like don't have anything in front of me. And I just think about things as I look out the window. I sound like a, like Jimmy Stewart or something. Sure. sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, that works, whatever works for you. I mean, I think, you know, I have a hard time keeping my daily journal of workouts. I'm really trying to do that, especially as I'm coming back from, you know, a little injury, you know, trying to figure out when the pain comes up the most, what sets it off. Um, And it's hard for me to do. I won't lie, you know, but, but I do think that there's some value in it. So, um, and then, um, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, with this in mind is how mundane and boring it is <laughs> to work towards a target race or a goal. And I think that that is, gets lost sometimes on people. Um, you know, and like I said, it kind of has this um, energy wave to it, you know, where you're like excited, excited, hate it, hate it, hate it, don't want to do it. And then excited, excited, excited again. And that hate it, hate it, don't want to do it. Maybe you don't feel it quite that intensely. But it happens to everybody. Like there is a point during your training cycle where you are just, it's boring, it's mundane, it is not exciting anymore. You've done the same workout every Tuesday for the past eight weeks. And you're like, wow, I'm just, I'm over it, right? And I think that, um, I think that that's actually a beautiful thing um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, one of the things, Carrie Cheadle, who we've had on our podcast, she's a mental, mental 
like strength expert, um, sports psychologist, is just, just thinking about the pride that it takes to focus on a goal that isn't a give me, a mm-hmm. gimme, you know, like that is so antithetical about how we move through the world right now. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, honest to God, like you, if I wanted a chopped salad in here in 25 minutes, I could, you know, while you guys are talking, yeah. I could order you it on my a, phone. You could have a drone bring it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is just so much like immediate gratification. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying that there is a very big difference about how something that you have worked for and worked for and worked for tastes versus a chopped salad I had, mm-hmm. you know, um, delivered in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, like even like a needlepoint. I mean, there's something to it. Like every day I'm just going to do 50 more stitches, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden at the end you have this beautiful thing Um it's all, it's planting a garden. It's all those things that like we know feel good, but we we don't necessarily allow mm-hmm. ourselves to take the time to do in this world. Do, do you guys agree? Oh, right. I mean, I think it's like, you know, when you plant bulbs in the fall, I mean, it's the most mundane of tasks and, you know, like, oh, really? I got to dig another hole, another hole, another hole. And then, you know, you kind of forget about it over the winter and then you're, you know, then whoosh, there's a whole bunch of daffodils or tulips or, you know, whatever it is waiting for you and singing to you. And it's the same way that, you know, I mean, a race like Boston's a perfect example. You have to train in the, you know, the dead of winter and then hopefully April, you know, 15, 18, whatever it is, is going to just be this, you know, magical day for you. And that it, and it's a 90 degree day. <laughs> or if I'm there, it'll be super duper hot. Uh, right. <laughs> but I won't be. So you'll have good weather. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's it's totally that way. And that but but that I also, you know, you know me um, that um, we just decided on our um, on our um, titles finally for. <laughs> for the business and and optimism is part of my title and so that you know i think trying to find the trying to tease out um a moment of enjoyment or a positive in the workouts and you know so whether it's uh you know you ran a different route or you went with a different group than you usually do or you're on a business trip so you got to you know run in shorts because you're on business in phoenix you know whatever it is to to just try to tilt your head a certain way and see it in a positive light yeah yeah absolutely and 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 keep it yeah and i I think it's important just keep in mind without that mundane aspect you know you wouldn't have the 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 finishing prize you know at the end of the road and 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 it's going to take some of that you know some some of the mundane it's you've got to go through it you've got to you got to go down there in the muck and get through it and and at the end though like like you said there's there's a beautiful prize at the end and Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it all worth it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think finding the joy in your runs is, is so key and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, and if anyone who's ever been injured, if you can look back on those, mm-hmm. remember when you were injured and you wish you could be out here, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, take that kind of a, a perspective to it too. And just be grateful that, that you can and, and are out there. Oh, yeah, I know. Absolutely. Cause I know the way, and Dim, you could, you could definitely speak, you could do an entire podcast about looking back on injuries, but that I sometimes find that, you know, I'm the type that kind of shuts things, puts things in a box and puts them away. And I, and now that it's almost, no, no, yeah, you're not. yeah, I know it's a shocker to you, Dim, that you, you, you hear that. Talk about your broken 
ankle. No, no, I don't want to talk about my broken ankle. No, no. <laughs> so that so <laughs> um so but I do you on You can't laugh at yourself, just saying. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Look, I'm please I said I'm a chucklehead. I love chuckling. So so that I but I do, you know, I mean now already, you know, May and June of 2015 when I was sidelined seems like a really long time ago, but there are you know, we've had some really lousy weather in Portland for the past couple months. And that it's like, you know, you know, I can't complain about it being, you know, 35 and raining, you know, because I get to be out there and I get to be alongside Molly and, you know, going on all these routes that I daydreamed about. And, and I mean, I I still sometimes take, I sometimes marvel that I can go down the stairs. Like, so so it's all varying degrees of success. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Well, the one thing too, I mean, Lauren, I remember when we had Lauren Fleshman on our podcast and um, I saw Elizabeth Gilbert speak this spring and they both kind of talked about showing up, mm-hmm. right? And that you have to show up. And, and Elizabeth Gilbert was talking about traveling and people think that she lives this exotic life. And, you know, in our mind, you know, my mind, she still does, even if she tells us otherwise. As, but as a reminder, she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. Eat, Pray, Love. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so she was talking about traveling. And she was like, you know, 90% of it is either hard or boring. You know, you're sitting, you know, in a really crammed airplane seat and the guy next to you is farting or, you know, like it's just. It's, and he's it's your husband. Miserable. Yeah, it's your husband. You're like, God damn it. I thought I was away from you. Um, you know, but then all of a sudden you're like, you know, one Wednesday afternoon you're walking down the street in, I don't know, you know, Phoenix. And all of a sudden something happens or you eat something or you have an encounter with somebody or something. And it couldn't have happened unless you were on that specific street in Phoenix on a Wednesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that, and that alone makes it worth the price of admission. And I think that that's also with running. Like you have, you know, most runs are fine, right? How was your run? It was fine, you know, but then every once in a while you get a run that is so delicious and you just feel like you're floating and nothing is different, you know, or you feel like nothing is different in your life, but you know, just everything clicks into place and you just feel like, my gosh, I was, I was made to do this, right? Mm-hmm. I was born to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're never going to get that if you don't show up and do the ones that are fine and the ones that suck, you know, yeah. because you've got to put in the time. It's, it's the same with piano. It's the, I mean, I, we all know this. We're all moms, you know, yeah. like practice, practice, practice. But I just, I think it bears repeating that sometimes, you know, what you think, you know, you look at somebody and you think, oh my gosh, running is so easy for them. Or they look like they're having so much fun. And in fact, they're probably feeling the exact way you are. It's just that their facial expression might be different or, you know, that, you know, Kara Goucher hurts in races just as much as you do. It's just a different level. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that that just needs to be, I think you need to remember that on the days that you don't want to go. You're like, I got to show up. I just got to show up. And one day it will be magical. I don't know when it gets to come Mm -hmm. and it may come on race day and it may not, but just having that magical day is worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, one thing I've been thinking about is this story I heard on NPR and it, um, your comment, Dim, about happiness reminded me of it because um, I'm not even remembering who the guest was, which show it was on NPR, but it was about the importance of being present as a route to happiness. And it was some study that um, had people just, they would like ping them and be like, what are you doing right now? And it showed that when people were actually paying attention and being present in the activity that they were doing, their level of happiness, they reported their level of happiness as being higher so I've been trying to do that more in my runs. And so, you know, even as the wind is buttressing me or the rain's coming sideways at me, it's like, 
okay, uh, right now I'm out here. I'm, you know, my, I feel alive. I can feel my body. I can feel it working. And, you know, I'm listening to some podcast that I'm really enjoying or Molly and I are laughing over something and just experiencing it as it happens rather than thinking, oh, I can't wait till I can get home and shower and get out of these wet clothes. And um, just... Um, oh, there's a lot of truth in that for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah. And there's even beauty in a little bit of suffering. Not that any of us are, you know, mm-hmm. true suffering, but but even you know when when you're having a bad run, there there's some beauty to be found in that, and mm-hmm. and some value in it. And um, you know, you can you can come back to it and and maybe reflect on it and reflect on what you got out of it. So mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. Call those, yeah. we call those mental strength runs, building mental muscle, right? right. I mean, that's I right. Workout, especially if it does have you know, elements of speed or hills or whatever, and you finish it, they're, they're, that right there, like that alone is, is worth the price of admission. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, well, so let's so stop I, talking I, so like high plane joy, you know, um, and let's just talk about some specific stuff. So, I mean, one of the things that I think is so, is just a really good guiding principle that Gretchen talks about, um, Coach MK talks about. Gretchen, in, um, we, you know, well, we and Gretchen Rubin, we're tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What Gretchen talks about and Coach MK and, and, and Amanda does too. She just hasn't said it out loud. But I mean, all of our plans in the Train Like a Mother Club, you don't get two days off in a row. Don't take more than two days off in a row. You know, if you need to have two days off because of life, schedule, travel, sickness, whatever, unless you are sick, of course, I mean, that that's the big caveat, you know, get out there on that third day or your momentum is going to come to a screeching halt. Don't you think? Oh. So, I mean, you, truth, hashtag truth. That, that is, I mean, that, that is seriously been my guiding principle pretty much the entire time I've been an exerciser because I, I, I wrote about this in, um, run like a mother, how I, you know, just still don't even, still sometimes don't even see myself as a true exerciser because I was such a, I didn't exercise as a kid. And so when I started exercising, I just was like, if I take two days, more than one day off, you know, that's it. I'm going to slip back into my inertia role. And I just was convinced that, you know, sitting on the couch one day begets sitting on the couch another day. Right, right. And, um, you know, but because I think there, there is the converse of that is utterly, completely true, which is that momentum begets momentum and energy. And that, you know, you, you have a good run or you just have feel, you remember how you feel at the end of it. And the next day you want to go after that same feeling. You might find it, you might not, but you still want to chase after it. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you have a little, do you have little rules that govern your, your own running, Amanda, like that? Um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, well, I'm, I'm a big believer in the one solid rest day, but, but that's it. Yeah. Yep. Again, like that's it. I get my, my one solid rest day the rest of the week there's something going on, you know, even if it's not, um, if it's not running, it's cross training or it's strength training or it's whatever. Um, yeah. because yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I need to continue the motion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, so. I'm a big three, two girl. I like three days on one day off, two days on one day off. Okay. Oh, okay. Look at that. Like that, yeah. That's a good, um, I mean, that's that when I'm on, like when I'm on my own autopilot and not on a training plan, that's that that seems to work well for me i sort of want to draw 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 a diagram and it's like a little dance thing it's like the dimity hustle three one two one three one one, two one and ryan reynolds can like you know or ryan gosling can lead us in it like in la la land or something (laughs) Uh, well and in those days when you know when you have when you are feeling completely 
ugh, you know, no, I can't find it, I can't find it. Honest to God, 20 minutes, I know it sounds like nothing when you're used to five miles or seven miles or an hour or 80 minutes or whatever you, you know, tend to do, but 20 minutes is really enough to reset your mind balance, your mind and spiritual balance, which I think is a big reason why a lot of us exercise. And it also keeps up your cardiovascular base. I mean, so if, you know, 20 minutes of running, 10 minutes in, 10 minutes out, I mean, I have done that recently, and I have to say, you know, it, it does make a difference. Do you guys ever take little spins, or is that not, or do you, do you go by that's not enough? Well, I mean, I, I no, I absolutely think it is enough. Um, and, and I will say something that, that, you know, I've used with myself and that I've heard many, many people say over and over again is, you know, use the little mental, mental trick of, okay, I'm just going to give it 10, 15 minutes, or I'm just going to give it one mile. Um, and if it really sucks, then I'll come home. And I think what happens for most people, and I know I can speak for myself, is that once you're out there and you've passed that first sucky mile or so, you're probably not going to go back because, um, you know, you are feeling good and, and, and you don't want to stop. But if you do stop and if it does suck, it's okay. Also, you know, you Mm -hmm. have gotten, like you said, you know, go out your 10 minutes, come back 10 minutes and, and you've got your 20 minutes and, and. And that's perfect. It does something for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and, and if, you know, if you go out your one mile, I mean, you can kind of, you know, you can, you can rig it a little bit, right? Okay. I'm going to go for one mile, you know, but don't do a mile around your block, which is, you know, whatever. Say you go twice around your block for a mile, like, no, go for a mile in one direction. So then you're stuck. You got to get home. Yes. <laughs> Two miles. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not insignificant. Um, and it, the first mile, you know, I think as a rule, is not always pleasant. I think you have to remember that, right? I mean, don't yeah. you oh, you have to you have to completely remember that, and that that yeah. and that that never changes. That right. yeah, you know, sure, if it's a beautiful day and you've maybe been cooped up inside the office all day, yeah, you're gonna feel some happiness about being outside, moving, you know, breathing some fresh air. But you're still gonna be like, oh. My, you know, I'm sucking way too much wind here. My legs hurt. Why is there another hill? Even though it looks kind of flat, it sure feels like a hill. I mean, it, you know, I've been running for, for, you know, more than three decades and it's still that first mile is always so laborious. And yeah. um, I love the, the quote that you found, Dim, from our Facebook page from a woman named Anna Bergman. Everyone hates the first mile. It makes me feel like part of a community of first mile haters, and it really helps. <laughs> so, so I think reminding yourself of that, that, that I'm not alone in this. There are like countless other runners out there, mother runners out there, and they're all sucking wind too in the first mile. Because I mean, yeah. and, and I also, you know, I can definitely speak to this from personal experience. The, the more years on the calendar there are, the more it's not just the first mile. Right. Yeah. I hit my stride in an hour, I think, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what um, Sage Roundtree, who we've had on the podcast as well, who's in this come to the retreat, you know, she said to learn your individual time that it takes to get to that, like, ah, now I'm in my groove, now I'm running. You know, for her, this quote says it was at 18 minutes and 30 seconds, right? So right, it's almost right. 20 minutes, right? And that, I think mm-hmm. that that's really important. Like, no kind of just note when you start to feel good in runs. And mm-hmm. so make yourself get to that point on those days when you're when you're dragging your tail between your legs, you and, know? And I also have to say the same thing applies for me in fitness classes. That for me, the first 18 to 20 minutes just drags. And I, uh, <laughs> it happens in bar class. I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. We've only been doing this for 14 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are we yeah. ever going to get through an hour? And then <laughs> suddenly you blink and there's 12 minutes left in class and then you blink again and you know you're taking two b- deep breaths and headed out the door. Yeah. 
So I had that. I was swimming this morning, same thing. I'm like, oh, how am I ever going to get to the 500 mark? You know, mm-hmm. this is taking forever. And the same thing, then like you pass that mark and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swimming, I, I think that that's a, swimming is definitely that way for me too, Amanda. It's that you, you, I have to really, um, get get past a certain number and i think i think 500 might be it you know but yeah yes yeah because yeah. you you know, add up by like 25 25 and then every time i look up you know there's a clock on the wall so i can see how much time is passed i'm like <laughs> uh-huh, oh my god uh-huh. that, you know i'm never gonna make it to yeah yeah I'm for an hour I'm like, oh god <laughs> yeah um yeah. Well, and trail running, let's talk, because trail running, I think, is another thing. I mean, switching things up a little bit, especially if you're not on a race plan. Um, I got to say, mm-hmm. I know you're a big yeah. trail runner, too, Amanda. I just think that there's something magical about trail running. And and part of it is, is of course, changing your route. And the other part is, um, is you really have to be where your feet are. You know, talking about Sarah being present, you know, you can't, it, depending upon the technical, you know, um, the technicality of the trail. Of course, if you're on like a, a nice gravel path, that's probably not going to be much of a challenge. But if you're on a trail that has rocks and roots and that kind of thing, like your mind is where your feet are because you don't want to bite it. And I think that there's, that's a nice little hack almost to keep, <laughs> to stay present. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. And I mean, your mind is so engaged and it has that the opposite effect, I think, of, you know, like the, the, the lap lanes or, or swimming your laps and looking at the clock and thinking how long you have to go. I think trail running has the opposite effect where you're you're so engaged the whole time. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, you know, how do we how did I cover? I've been out here for half an hour already, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, it's I, true. I, 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 I mean, when I was training for the ultra, you know, it would be a 30 minute warm up. You know, and now I'm like, when I'm on the treadmill, I'm like 30 minutes. Oh, you know, I can't, right. you know, and it's like right. the warm up would go by pretty quickly. So there is something to to switching it up that way for sure. Um, and when you're on trail, you're not worrying about your pace and there's not, you know, even if you are wearing, you know, a GPS that tells you your distance, you're not so much focused on that. You're, it's not, doesn't yeah. seem as precise. Like, oh, okay, well now I've gone a block. It's like, well, what's, what's the distance between two trees? That all depends on yeah. what right. part of the yeah. trail I'm on. Right. Yeah. There, there is a PSA though for, for, uh, for trail running. If you are a pace focused person, you know, you you know, your pace is going to go. What would you say? Like how, how much you slow down? Is it one to two minutes a mile? Would you say typically Amanda? Oh, that's tough to know, but probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can tell I can tell you a couple of the half marathons that I did this year, a couple of the trail half marathons that I did. Um, so this is spanning over 13, 14 miles, but I mean, I, they were a good 50 minutes slower than well, what my normal five road. Zero. You know, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you are going out for the first time or, you know, you're new to trail running, don't go by miles, go by yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So if you know if you're going if you're run you know you typically run four four miles and it takes you run eleven minute miles so you run say forty five minutes on the road just go run forty five minutes on a trail don't go for four miles or even yeah. um, or even thirty minutes because it's going to be that much more tiring. Yeah. 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 I mean it depends upon how much elevation gain there. If it's pretty flat, I think you're okay going for forty five. But unless you're, you're in Colorado you know, and you're coming from Oregon and then. Then I'd suggest maybe <laughs> right. for, Then that twenty-minute rule is beautiful. <laughs> and you're trying to keep up with long leg dimity. Then <laughs> who is used to altitude? Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, and then the other thing. Um, 
feel like I just came here. And then, and then, and then. But, you know, going back to perspective, and this is a tip that I have kind of put out. I mean, don't think just go is what I what it put out when first when Run Like a Mother first came out. And I feel like that still applies no matter what. Like, turn off your brain. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about your work. Don't worry about your boss. Don't worry that it's 530 in the morning. Just get out the door and go. And you will be come back in a place that... Um, is much you're much better prepared to deal with your kids and your boss and your spouse and your life. I mean, you really are. After 20 minutes, you know, you're good to go. But if you're going for longer, even better. But sometimes that doesn't work, even for um, the people that, you know, have coined the phrase. <laughs> um, and so what I <laughs> Or make shoe tags that say, don't think, just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or shirt or whatever. Um, is I really think it's important to, especially if you're an early morning exerciser mm-hmm. um, and it's dark and it's cold, put yourself, I lay there. I mean, my morning routine is this. I <laughs> set my alarm for five. Um, and then my little snooze button, I have it set for um, NPR. And I can listen it for a 10-minute segment. So I listen for 10 minutes. So that, that brings me to 510. Then another. Then sometimes I get up, but most often I don't. And then I, so I set it for another 10 minutes and I listen till 520. And at 520, I'm like, okay, Dimity, how do I want to feel at 520 p.m.? How do I want to feel? And on the days, especially if it's been a rest day the day before, um, on the days that I'm not feeling it, I just tell myself how much better I will feel at 5.20 p.m. And it, and it never fails because everything is downhill after a morning workout. Every part of your day, every part is easier. You feel more balanced. You feel more energetic. You feel happier. You feel more patient, all those things. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing. So that's like fast forward 12 hours. But you can also fast forward just sometimes I just put myself, if I like say I'm going to go for a run that's 45 minutes, I put myself mentally as I'm laying in bed, I put myself at like 40 minutes into the run or 37 minutes into the run <laughs> when I'm almost done and how good I feel, how good I feel that mm-hmm. it's almost done. <laughs> and then also how good I feel that you know, that I'm going to feel at the end of the run and that I've, that I have it done. So those are two like kind of fast forwarding techniques that I really highly recommend you try, especially in the dark, cold morning hours. Yeah. 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 I think that's great. I'll also sometimes, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a snoozer. I think that hitting snooze is, is just kind of like, um, water torture. Oh my <laughs> so, God. Yeah. Oh, Amanda and I cut from the same cloth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I will sometimes give myself like the grace of like five minutes to just kind of just, just sit there and wake up slowly. But then, you know, and if I, if I hesitate at all and think, you know, Oh, maybe I want to go back to sleep or whatever else that I'm like, are you kidding me? You just, just went through the alarm process and you're awake. And <laughs> yeah. why would you do that? You know, you just, you just tortured yourself, get up, get, go, you know? So, yeah. 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 And I, um, I say this a lot to my kids. I say it a lot to myself that we only have the here and now. And so, and that can, you know, that can be a, something I needle point and put at, in every room of my house. It applies to all aspects of life. And, um, yeah. and so that, so, you know, if you have that time, if you don't have to drive someone to the airport at 530 in the morning, so that at five, you still have an hour left, you know, to, before you have to be on true mom duty, whatever it is, you know, use the time that is there in front of you. Don't anticipate, don't, don't kid yourself. Cause you really are kidding yourself when you think, Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll go to the gym on my lunch hour or you know when my partner gets home from work then I'll head you know to the treadmill or whatever it is because 
life's always going to trip you up. It's always going to get in your way. And, and Dim, as you mentioned, you know, we talk a lot about this in Run Like a Mother. There's just always, there's things pop up at you all the time. And so if you have the time, seize it and use it for your workout right then. Yeah, absolutely. Get off of Facebook and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, what about out and back routes? Do you guys like those as a rule? Um, I'm, I'm good with any kind of, I really am like, it, it's funny because I, I, I find people who don't like, you know, have very strong feelings against out and backs or whatever. I'm good with whatever. It's so funny because when you asked that question, I thought, well, I don't quite understand the question. Like, why would someone feel strongly one way or another? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here I am. Which of these things is not like the other, right? I've got two bananas. I'll be the apple. I'll be the apple. Um, <laughs> We love you, Dimity. You can sit next to us anytime. Okay, thanks, thanks. I can be. I can sit in your fruit bowl. Yeah, because you also will be dressed much cuter than I will, guaranteed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do think that there's something about that. If you are, if that is something that is unappealing to you, I, I really have a hard time with them sometimes because. Um, it's not so bad after you've turned around, but if you're having, especially on a long run, if it's say like, you know, over, I mean, I think over like eight miles, you know, if, if I have to go 10 or 12 or 14 miles, knowing that I still have to go out to seven before I have to turn back and run seven, I feel like is, um, it, it, it uses up a lot of my mental energy that well, it, I want to hear. Made... I want you to expound on this a lot. <laughs> I, I honestly, I want to hear you talk a lot about this because I just can't. I'm fascinated by this thought that someone wouldn't like an out and back, and like oh, I oh, I think it's in a lot of places. I mean, I've, I I I've do think it's it, a lot of people too. Yeah, yeah, well, I've heard and, it again uh, and but, again. But see, well, even uh, in, I mean, the Philadelphia Marathon is. I mean, that's one that oh, comes to that, mind. Oh, well, the second half of it. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah that, oh, but it was an out and back, right? I mean, and I know that you were racing, and so that's hard because you're seeing all the people that you know, especially when you're heading out, and everyone else is, you know, when you're. Pe- already on the way back. Damn you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, I think also, but you also mean specifically like if you're on a trail and or something like on a path like that. Yeah. So so that there's only, there's only that one way back. See here in Portland, there's there, you know, I could go out on, you know, Williams and come back on Vancouver, you know, like there's something different that, so I, I have to put myself in the headspace of, well, if I'm on, you know, Springwater Corridor, and I'm going to go out to, you know, a certain point and turn around and come back. I'll have to I'm going to mull this over. I'm going to think about this topic on my runs yeah. next couple Well, I think it's, I also think, it, you know, I mean, I think you have a pretty good situation, Sarah. I mean, anyone who lives in an urban area, you have more options, right? But I know, you know, there are a lot of women that live on country roads, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, they, that's the road that they run on, <laughs> you know, like there isn't, yeah. you know, it's not like unless they drive into town or drive to somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, I guess it just depends. And it, it really depends upon your mentality. I just find that I like making progress around a route, right? I like making, um, knowing that I'm getting closer to my goal, even though rationally I know I'm getting closer to my goal if I do an out and back on the Highline Trail. You know, there's mm-hmm. something about drawing a box, you know, drawing a big box or, you know, I mean, there's one route from my house that that takes me on the Highline Trail, but it takes me home it's a box that I can draw it's Mm -hmm. it's a um you know it's a loop and that I think is like 10 miles I much prefer that over going five miles out turning around coming five miles back see what the the funny thing is though that I let's say I'm doing that let's say I'm uh, taking your example five miles out five miles back Uh, as I'm running that first five miles I think well I get to turn around at five miles and then and I get so excited at that thought and then when I do it I'm like 
well, I'm still just running. It's the same effort as before. <laughs> like, it's not like there was a chair waiting for me or, you know, an exit ramp. Yeah, a, an Uber van. Uh, so, so, but, but it's the, it's the promise of that five mile of that turnaround, you know? And, and yeah. I, I think about that, um, like in the 10 K, like, okay, there was a, you know, it was out and back and I was like, oh yeah, we get to turn around. And like, yep. Still, still, still just running. But, um, I don't know that, um, yeah. Um, so I'm going I'm to have to really mull this topic over and get back to you on that one, Dimity. Okay. All right. Well, maybe take a, you know, tweet to us, tweet to us to SBS on the run and Dimity on the run and Mississippi one, right? That's yes, your yes, Twitter yeah. handle, right, Amanda? Yeah. Let us know if you like the out and backs. I, you know, I, I hope that there are more people in my camp. Otherwise, I'm going to feel a little, I feel like even more like the apple. Maybe I'm like the bruised apple, but um, no, I think people on Twitter are going to like bang me on the head and be like, hey, dummy, you hey, chucklehead, you know why people don't like out and backs? Um, well, let's talk about crap weather. This this came from Susan DeLeo, who has been in our challenges quite a bit, and she's, she's a very active mother runner, and I really liked this tip. Um, and again, I like gathered these, you know, probably in like 2012. So Susan, if you're listening, you don't remember telling me this, you did. <laughs> but um, how, how to decide whether or not to go out if the weather is inclement. And she said, you know, whether or not you go out, if you would race, if you'd run a race and you paid for the, in the con- current conditions, then go train. If you would say, you know what, it's not worth my money. I, I signed up for a 5k and I'm not going to go run a 5k in a blizzard then don't go train. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's also, you know, I definitely, I, we are not advising that people go out when there's an ice storm or, you oh, know, when it's yeah. so snowy that they're having to run in the road and, you know, stare down semi-trailers, that type of thing. But I mean, you know, I live here in Portland, Oregon, and you all may have heard it rains on occasion here. And um, <laughs> I meet so many people in other parts of the country who are like, oh, I don't go out in the rain. And it's like, oh yeah, if I did that, I... I I wouldn't really be a runner and, you know, or I'd only run from, I don't know, July 2nd until the end of October. And so just, I don't know. My whole thing is, is that, you know, you're not going to melt and, um, you know, you can always, we have, we are not Laura Ingalls Wilder, despite whether we want to play it in our backyard or not, um, that, that, you know, we have tech fabrics that really are well-designed that can keep us comfortable and we can layer them on and you know add add an extra layer take it off you know do whatever it is and you can be pretty comfortable and we we are very fortunate that that the vast majority of us live inside homes that have heating and indoor plumbing so that we don't have to be uncomfortable you know you can if you're if you live in my house you put on a jacket if you live in someone else's house you turn the heat up you know like whatever it is or you and we have hot running water and I know I sound like I'm shaming people but it you know we are don't and and you know you can turn on your car before you leave your house you know that sort of thing so that there's not too often that we have to be uncomfortable and assaulted by the elements and I just also it kind of of adds to your badassness right I mean there's something that you know when you're like Oh my God, I can't believe she's out running in that. Again, like not on an icy road, not on, you know, when it's lightning out. But, you know, when you go out, when other people might stay in, it just kind of, it, it adds a little layer of mental toughness, a badass to your badass, right? Oh, and I mean, think about when you see those people on Instagram who have, you know, icicles on their eyelashes. I mean, they are like <laughs> platinum level bammers, you know, that. <laughs> and, and I will say I go out in, almost 100% of everything because I think that 
Well, first of all, I think you guys know I really, 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 really don't like the treadmill. And uh -huh. to me, it's never going to be as bad out there as you think it is. It seems so much worse from the inside. But oh. once you're out there, yep. you know, suffer 10 minutes and then you're good to go. It's always going to be better than you think. It's all, And also, I, I had to um, take out the recycling last night. And... Um, and when I went out there, I'm like, it's so dark out here and it's so cold and windy. And I'm like, wow, it's so funny because it's six in the morning. It doesn't seem that dark and cold <laughs> yes. and windy. And it totally is. But yes. it's the fact of step, you know, that I stepped out. I didn't put on a coat. I just went outside in the sweater I was wearing yesterday. And and I hadn't kind of mentally, you know, fortified myself to go out. And so that you kind of, you know, as you put on that extra layer or, you know, you slip on the wool long sleeve shirt, it's kind of also like you put on your, your badass armor and the attitude of, yeah, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tackle that race that's on my training calendar. And, you know, uh, it just is, it's definitely never as bad as you think. And it, it, like, no, it, I, I can I think that's a really good point, Amanda. I, I, I think that, that that should have been our point. Yeah. It's not as bad as you think. It's like driving when you drive um, a, the course before a race, oh, yeah. driving the uphills, and you're like, oh my God, this <laughs> hill is going to kill me. And you get out, oh, and it, I mean, it's still a hill, but it, it always looks worse from behind glass, behind a window than it actually is. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's the same thing with rain. You know, it always seems like it's just pelting rain. Yeah. You know, even when you just walk your kids to the bus stop or something, but then like when you're out there, you're like, well, one rain in this hard when I was running. It's like, mm, yeah, the meteorologist would probably tell me it was, but it just right. doesn't feel <laughs> as much of an assault on the senses. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ladies, okay, so I, I have two, two quick questions okay, for you guys, because I know I have to kind of wrap this up. We've yep. been talking. Do you have celebrity cheers along the way? My friend Alex um, sometimes, you know, has people cheering for her in her brain, like John Bon Jovi or... Um, she's called, she calls them her phantom fans. Do you guys ever have that? Like where you've got people out like oh, can, cheering you along? Can I tell you, Dimity, when I saw the notes of this, I thought that was a quote from you saying that John Bon Jovi was motivating you. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I would not have put Dimity and John Bon Jovi no, in the I'm same sentence. I was going to say, Bruce Springsteen is your boy oh, from yeah. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with you, Dimity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. The, um, apple, the apple has a friend I, um, in Bruce. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so who? So so then, Amanda, who is your celebrity cheer? Oh, it would be Bruce for sure. But oh. but all that said, that is that is one type of motivation I've I've never used or thought of until I until you brought it up, Dimity. So um, <laughs> that that's a new one, a novel one, and now I will start placing Bruce at the end of my runs. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many funny quotes about that. I, is, Dim is it in Train Like a Mother that? Was it the one woman who says um, that Donnie Wahlberg is waiting for you at the finish line or something? I'm like, really? Donnie Wahlberg? Not Mark, but Donnie? Right. <laughs> no respect to, you know, Jenny McCarthy, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? There is one spot on the Highline Trail after I just, you know, dissed it, but there's one spot um, kind of near the parking area where I park um, that has, it's like um, lined both sides with trees. Um, you know, kind of uh, shrubbery, I should say. It's not shrubbery, it's like uh -huh. shrubbery, tall shrubbery. <laughs> and um, and one time, my friend Bina was like, "Yeah, when I was training for Iron Man, I would always run down this, you know, this kind of alley, and I always pretend like the crowds were just cheering for me. I was at the end of my Iron Man. I was like, oh, I love that. And I and I do sometimes do that now. That's I don't have a particular, you know, they're not there aren't definite faces, but there's there's a whole audience that just thinks I'm, you know, a rock star. So that's that always feels good. 
there's uh, the um, tree that I write about now. Let's see how many times where we can reference our books. How about that, Dimity? Um, <laughs> that um, that I, when I um, when my family watched me qualify for Boston the first time in a very very rainy, I should point out Portland Marathon, and that I had had them stand under one specific tree that's on a long run route that I go on. That's also part of the Portland Marathon. And oftentimes when I pass under that tree, I look over and I can totally envision my family as they were, you know, the kids frozen in age that, and how they barely were paying any attention to me, but, but, <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> but you can pretend they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I often, um, so it, for as much as a, of a, you know, reader of Us Weekly that I am, I, um, I oftentimes think about family members and um, like, like my grandmother I started running uh, when my grandmother had after she had had a stroke and so I oftentimes think about my grandmother when I run or now that my dad's in a wheelchair I'll think about my dad so um so I don't know if I necessarily see them cheering for me but I hmm, I don't know I they they enter into my mind a lot when I run sure sure yeah that's cool okay so so what's your other question then my other question is have you ever slept in your running clothes um, that's for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I know that that's something people suggest and, um, that I, I, tech fabrics and I are not odorifically paired well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people are odorifically paired well with tech fabrics. <laughs> um, no, because also, uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of people say, oh, they do it so then they can just hop up and go, go right out the door. I, um... I really need some time in a vertical position before I head out the door so that gravity can have its effect on my intestinal tract, let's say. Okay. Because because I want to know, like, so Dim, I know you, because you talk, you know, you, you lay, I, I now lay all my stuff out, thanks to you, Dim. Um, and But that you have everything. It sounds to me like you get out the door within, I don't know, seven minutes of, of your feet hitting the floor. <laughs> Yes. My, yes, I'm good at that. Once uh, once my feet hit the floor, I go. I well, I don't. You know, I have a different pooping schedule than you. It sounds like because I usually don't. I can't. <laughs> I usually don't go first thing. So you do, um, So wait, we need we need to put a pin in that. So you're telling me that you go running without going poop? Yes. Okay. Here's something else to tweet to us about. Yeah. I mean, nine ninety nine times out of a hundred. Yes. Okay, wow. Amanda. Okay, Amanda. Come on. Oh, it's your turn. No, gotta be first. It's gotta <laughs> Go, happen. It's gotta, gotta ha- happen. Oh, exact. Yeah. Got to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, absolutely. no. That's not. That's not my rhythm. Oh my god. Because wow. I was thinking about this. Because I, I suspected we were talking about this, and I tried thinking about how many times, like in 2016, how many times I went on a morning first, you know, early morning run without pooping beforehand. It was probably one out of a hundred. So we have yeah. the exact. So for. <laughs> For all 99 oh, yeah. times that I'm pooping, you're not dim. <laughs> yeah, here I am, drippy apple. Um, I'm the fibrous fruit, but um, yeah, no, I don't know. It just doesn't, like, that's just not, it's never been that way, right? It's just never been that way. I mean, I remember when we talked about my Iron Man, and you were like, you didn't go to the bathroom that morning? I'm like, no, and I usually don't, and I didn't go that whole day. I mean, I went pee, but wow. I didn't do number two. Wow. Yeah, it's just something about maybe I need to be eating more fiber. I don't know. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm really, as long as it's working for you, it, it, it's all it works okay, for me. You know? It works for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's why. I mean, I have had coffee before a run, and that was a bad choice. And then I went for a run, and wow, that was a bad choice. But I typically <laughs> drink coffee after my runs too. So that's the other thing that I mean that definitely helps lube the intestines. So, so because yeah. I mean, so I wake up, I brush my t- teeth, you know, use my little electric toothbrush. So that's two minutes. And I mean, if I haven't gone before, I definitely am going right after I brush my teeth. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's good to know. Gravity is my a friend. Lot of information. Yeah. Alex, yeah, is, I don't Alex brush my is not teeth in this room. Mm, okay. See, I just get up and go. Do you brush your teeth before you run, Amanda? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and wash my face and put lotion on my face. Like I do. I, I think I take a half an hour before I'm at the door. I, I allow Oh, I do too. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. oh my oh, yeah. God. See, I am, I am all about, I really like people like when, when I've been, you know, when I was up in Minnesota running and even at the retreat and stuff. I mean, if I said, if I get out of bed at, at five twenty, I am typically out the door by, I mean, not five thirty, but like five thirty to say yeah oh yeah wow. no. i go yeah Mm-mm. i don't yeah. think i've ever done that <laughs> no, I, I, wake I, don't up... my teeth, I don't wash my face i typically i don't even look at my hair i mean i typically put a baseball hat on the summertime or a winter hat on in the winter time i mean i am a no frills um, oh yeah i'm no nothing. frills but i still i mean yeah. I, I my alarm set for 5 29 and i head out the door at six o'clock yeah that's totally that's exactly my schedule too wow okay. Mm-hmm. okay all right well so anyway so do people do so amanda i am assuming you're not sleeping your running clothes as well no i am <laughs> i am princess in the pea when it comes to my sleeping habits mm-hmm. yeah. and um yeah technical fabric that would ruin that for me I, yeah. I like my, i've got my my you know i i need everything just right so. yeah i like cotton i mean i do like cotton i i i've never slept in bottoms i will say that I did though, and I don't, can't remember why, but I maybe I was just feeling really lazy, um, like in December. And I had a, I had gone to Pilates that day, which isn't really a sweaty activity, and I had on a sports bra. And again, I'm not uh, my sports bras are, um, you know, more for. They're just they're I don't have a big chest, right? Now you now you know when I poop, so I can tell you when you you know I can tell you I don't have a big chest, right? The sports bras are not not a big deal, so um, so it's not uncomfortable, right? It's not like I have wires and and three hooks in the back, right? So that would also be a different situation. But I just slept in my sports bra and um and a and I think I had on a cotton shirt anyway because it was Pilates, so I slept in that just so I didn't have to take it off and put it back on. That was that was fine. <laughs> That's that saved you about twelve seconds right there. <laughs> Well, when she's only taking seven minutes. Right, that, that is, yeah, percentage-wise, that's true. That's true. It's like... Yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, do, I do, yeah, I wonder if people do that. I'm interested. I would like some follow-up on this. We might have to do some follow-up on the Facebook page or, you know, on Twitter because I just, I, I feel like, um, you, you need know, people think, in your camp. <laughs> I need people in my camp. I do. I do. Hey, well, so let's, you know, all you apples out there, make sure you tweet to us. Yeah, exactly. Well, so last, so that I said we were talking about sleep because I know this is getting long. I mean, I do think that, um, you know, there's a lot of sleep hygiene articles and I think a lot of people know what to do, but there are two rules that I follow and I, you guys, okay, while I'm talking about my rules, I want you to come up with at least one rule that you have besides maybe, maybe it's your princess and a pee thing, Amanda, but um, the first one is getting ready for bed 30 minutes before you want to go to bed. I think oftentimes, you know, we try to shut everything down at once. So I'm going to get off the computer and I'm going to go to bed and I want to be asleep in 15 minutes. And um, it's been my experience that the human body doesn't work that way. So if you, you know, if you say, okay, I'm gonna, I still have to empty the dishwasher and, you know, clean the kitchen counter before I go to bed. Before you do those two tasks, go get ready for bed. Go put on your pajamas, go wash your face, brush your teeth, floss, whatever you need to do, um, and then come back and do that, and then hop into bed. And there's just, I don't know, there's something about that, like setting the intention of going to bed at a specific time. I also know people that set their clocks for when they need to go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can get on the computer and you're like, you know, you get down a rabbit hole of, anthropology and then I got to go back to Facebook and then I got to go see this and then I go see that and all of a sudden you look up it's like 10 45 and you're like oh my god how did an hour and 45 minutes just go by right mm-hmm. so yeah. 
if you get on the computer, you know, maybe being really aware of the time. The other thing, you know, and this is really, really um, common, but I just bears repeating is don't bring your phone into the bedroom. I've learned this. I learned this the other. I've been watching. Um, I want to call it Blood Church, but I don't think that's what it's called. Broad Church. Broad Church. Broad Church. Love oh, broad. please tell me you're watching the British version. Yes. Oh, it's so fabulous. And I've been watching it, but I but I started I started a habit over the holidays of like starting an episode at like eight forty five in my bed on the phone. And oh no 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. Hi. I know, and I know this. You know, actually, not even eight forty five. Like more like nine fifteen, which is late for me. So forty five minute episode, which is about you know if you haven't seen Broad Church, it's about a eleven year old boy who shows up murdered, and um. So it's, it's disturbing at times. You oh, know? And it's and tense. So then, it's tense. So there's no like, tense. okay, I'm done watching Broadchurch. Now I'm going to go right to sleep. It's like, oh, no. Now my mind is whirring yes. and I'm yes. fretting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and I couldn't really understand that. half of what they said. So. Yeah. <laughs> I turned on the subtitles. Yeah. So don't do that. But even don't have it in your bedroom. I mean, the, 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 the thing that I always laugh about is like, if you have it next to your bed, then you're going to text. If you have a, a BRF, you're going to text her at 5 a.m. and say, oh, it's raining out, not going to go, you know, like if you yeah. have to get up and go to the kitchen and say, it's raining out, it's not going to go. You're already up. Like Amanda said, you're up, out of bed. You've got the momentum going. Just go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what about you guys? What are your sleep rules? Give me one sleep rule. Well, uh, I, go ahead, <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say my personality type is such that I don't relax until the work is done. And so I am very much like, you know, hammer down in the evenings, like wrapping up everything and, and finishing off so that I do have some relaxation time. Cause it's important to me to have that little bit of relaxation time at the very end of the day. Cause it's, it's not much, you know? Um, yes. so yeah, I think that's, that's for me, that's what works for me is I just, I work so hard to, to carve that time out. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. and then I have it right before I go to bed. Are you yeah. able to relax though? Yeah, yeah, reading a book or watching TV or whatever it might be, just some some downtime, some something mindless. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Oh, I um it's my rule, my hard and fast my hard and fast rule to always have sex right before I go to bed. <laughs> and I'm totally joking. <laughs> oh, come on, I didn't get the good. Oh, come on, I was waiting for one of you. You go, you what? <laughs> I was trying to compose my straight face the entire time Amanda was talking. Um, uh, I I definitely get into my pajamas um, far before I want to go to sleep. Um, yeah. And now I lay out my workout clothes. I leave my phone downstairs for sure it means i miss sometimes text at 8 10 at night but um, uh, yeah. because i because i leave that my bedroom's on the second floor so i leave the stuff down in there on the first floor um and um hmm, no i mean yeah i just I, I'm, I'm very 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 protective i also am a big believer i see myself as a big computer and i need to power it down so that you know i don't want to suddenly debate which healthcare plan we're going to switch on to at 9:30 at night. Like that's a that's a topic for 9:30 in the morning or you know after dinner, but it is not a topic for right before you go to bed. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's, that, good that's point. my that's my current thing that we are debating right now. So, uh, <laughs> as a privately insured person. So, um anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. 
All right. Well, so let's end with a quote from Facebook, which was probably from like 2011. Um, <laughs> a woman named Leanne Torres. I don't know if she's even out there still. Um, I mean, I'm sure she's out there still. I don't know if she's, you know, still listening. But she said, somebody told me that if I was discouraged in my training or feeling bad about a run, it meant that I was a real runner now. And I had become connected to this crazy sport. It's my favorite comment ever. And I think that you could also throw in there when you become unmotivated and but you know that you should go you know i think that that's like you've tipped you've, you've hit the tipping point right where you're like i know i need to do this i know i need to do this Ugh, all right fine i'll go do that you're a real mm-hmm. runner right mm-hmm. yep. yeah yep yeah like amen that. amen well let's uh let's let amanda um head off into the sunset uh <laughs> <laughs> this very long podcast and um amanda please know that our thoughts are with you and i'm sure um people listening to this podcast are thinking about you as well so Absolutely. thank you yeah we're sending you strength thanks. during this uh difficult time in your family thanks appreciate it yeah all righty okay all right we'll check in with you guys soon so speaking of motivation the train like a mother club is a great place to get that um and on monday which is january 9th we've got three programs starting that are all just one wave they're not uh, associated with races so if you need a place to go just to have the community and the cheerleaders and a plan and all the support you need uh stride into the new year is a five-year five-year plan it's a five-year plan <laughs> we're in the soviet union now <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna be striding in the new year until 2022 um no it's uh it's a five-week plan and it's in the workouts blend strength training and running and it's a really fun group of women that come in there and we just kind of get it done and we bitch about doing burpees and we um run up and down stairs and we just get out and get it done so that's that's a great great place to to get some motivation and get your so much find your groove in 2017 Mm -hmm. Uh, but then we also have heart rate 101 and heart rate 102 starting as well on monday um so if you're interested in heart rate training heart rate 101 is a great place eight weeks of finding your heart rate groove um doing it with a group of women that is exactly like you who's also doing it for the first time and um, it's really great to do with a group because it can be a little um there's a learning curve as far as figuring out how to how to keep your heart rate um, low enough so that you can get the benefits of building a, a, a very wide aerobic base. Um, and Heart Rate 102 is for anybody who has, um, quote unquote, graduated from a heart rate program already. And there's strength training in it. It's actually really fun. The um, the uh, the uh, strength training is called like glutes of glory and bulletproof bu- bulletproof butt and um, <laughs> ab fab, um, so just good stuff um, all around. And then of course we've got the Olympic triathlon program is open right now. The sprint triathlon will open at the end of January, and then of course your garden variety half marathon and marathon programs are also open. So lots of great stuff and. Um, so head on over to trainlikeamother.club, especially if you want are interested in those ones that are opening uh, starting on Monday. All righty. Wherever you find your motivation, many happy miles to you. When do you poop in the morning? 